This podcast should not be considered as medical or legal advice. If you are looking for such advice, then do contact a professional. But please find someone that has a brain and can think critically about what's going on in the world today. This is the Collective Resistance Podcast with your hosts, Leo and Fabiola. We will be discussing why we find ourselves resisting the narratives of the common collective, as well as why the common collective resists new information. Fabiola. Leo. We're back. We are. And We're hopefully. Working hard this week. <laughs> hopefully, without technical difficulty. Let's this cross time. our fingers. And it's, uh, I think it'll be an exciting episode, right? Very I mean, exciting. We, I mean, all our episodes are exciting. But I mean, Peggy. Peggy's who, amazing. Well, and she's just so full of energy. She you is. You know, you can't help but be positive after you talk to Peggy. she does not sugarcoat. She doesn't. She doesn't. You watch your, your P's and Q's, okay? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she'll set you straight. She, she is the real deal. So who are we talking to? Today's interview is with Peggy Hall. She's the founder of the HealthyAmerican.org. Peggy is the former director of teacher education at the University of California, Irvine, and has been an educator for over 30 years. She has a bachelor's degree in poli-sci, a master's degree in international relations, and has years of experience as a health educator and community activist. Through her inspiring educational videos, hours of legal research, and online and in-person programs to keep businesses open to help parents get their kids out of the government schools and to help Americans protect their medical rights, Peggy empowers patriots all across the country to take action to make positive waves of change as we fight back against this growing tidal wave of tyranny. Yes. So first time I heard about Peggy was through a video where she was reading a letter she had written to several grocery store chains in California, the big ones, you know, Whole Foods, I think Costco, Sprouts. And she was explaining basically in her letter that that these chains did not have the right to ask customers to cover their face. And later I dug into her material, went to her website, just thought that was fascinating because I could not tolerate covering my airways, going to stores, and started understanding really that they were advising people to basically just go through a medical procedure, you know, a medical intervention to be able to participate in their stores. And that sounded ridiculous. She cited the constitution, the state constitutions, and we were living in California at the time. Temporarily. Temporarily. And I used to walk around with a stack of papers, basically. I took a weekend and just dove into research mode into her website. So much information. And had this stack of paper. I had our, um, a doctor's note. We had talked to her doctor. Talked about, you know, the science behind it. Figure out, okay, it really, for our case, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't seem to do what people were hoping that this thing would do, the mask would do. And with conviction, with knowledge and conviction, 
we were able to get into many places, including a national park. Was it a national park that we went to up in uh, Carmel? Yeah, no, it was. It was mm-hmm. uh, It was Carmel. Yeah? Na- yeah, yeah. The- we wanted to get in the national park, and they're like, nope, you got to have your mask. And I was like, no, here's all my papers. Here's the California Constitution. Here is the exceptions on the mandate, the section on the website. People with, you know, that cannot tolerate these interventions have an exemption. And the, the park ranger said, okay, well, then just... Coming in, if anybody asked, she said, she said it like that to me. If anybody asked, just have them come and talk to me. And somebody did. We, we, did had, some, we had somebody remember. later. We had a, you know, just Was some, it another park ranger or just yeah, a random well, person? I, I don't, you know, they have, they're all wearing the garb. But I mean, mm-hmm. whether he's a ranger, I have no idea. It could just mm-hmm. be some low level, you know, just to handle the crowds and pick up trash or yeah. something. I don't know. But he was like... Uh, Hey, you need your mask. They were like, no, we were told to have you talk with the lady at the gate there. Yeah. If you had a problem, we're, we're good to go. Yeah. And he's like, uh, okay. <laughs> so, learned so much from her. And we've been in the resistance, the face diaper resistance ever since. <laughs> face, that's Maybe that's what we should have named the podcast. Face diaper resistance. resistance. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's not, it doesn't quite have the same ring to it. But... Um, this was before we were podcasting, right? You, when no, you, was no, it? no, no, no. Oh I mean, when my you, gosh, it was yeah, cause before. Because we, we didn't start podcasting until we were in Brazil, and you know, uh-huh. that was, uh, you know, we were we were ten, well, nine, ten months into the pandemic at that point. That's right. And what I what we did basically in California, we would pretty much go everywhere without a mask, and I just had my stack of paper under my arm, and I think we just had a. One issue with a librarian. <laughs> well, you had well a librarian. You had an issue at a ice cream store. Oh, that's right. You remember that? Yeah. And we were not. You. I mean, we weren't necessarily successful at either. You were kind of successful at the library. You just kind of went around and did your thing. I don't and- know if I had my papers then. I actually, you know what? It was because of the incident at the library that I took the very next weekend to research and come out with all the. All the paperwork, highlight things, sprint things. That's what it was. And so was it... Was it uh, so I should thank that librarian. Was it YouTube searching that led you to Peggy? Or, or did she come up in your algorithm no, somehow? she didn't. It was um, our friend Jillian. Shout out to Jillian. If you're listening, Jillian. <laughs> yeah, it's in California. She has sent that to me. And so that's what started it all. All right. Well, do we want to... And then Dr. Cowan. And then Dr. Cowan. <laughs> do we want to uh, go ahead and, and bring yes, her on? let's bring Peggy on. All right. Hang on one second. We'll put her through. All right. Peggy Hall, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. How are you, friends? Fantastic. We are so glad that you're joining us today. I mean, we, we, we were bummed we didn't get to visit with you the other day when we originally scheduled it. But we were so happy that you were able to fit us in on such short notice again. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you Absolutely. so much. Yeah, we put an I- in- intro for you. Fabulous. We'll have you listen later. I think you're going to love it. But for now, the burning question is, Peggy, so I've been following you since the beginning of this whole craziness. And I was even saying in the intro, I went to your website one weekend. Actually, we were living in California and I got kicked out of the library with my little ones. It was awful. 
okay and i'm like okay this weekend i'm gonna sit and i'm gonna scour peggy's website for all the data and i used to walk around with a stack of papers <laughs> for, for everywhere we went and that's when really i started learning about the law i never thought that it, that was something so empowering so how did you get started with the the healthyamerican.org what happened what was your like tipping point there <laughs> the tipping point was when my husband came home and said well that's it everybody has to wear a mask outside and i'm like you got to be kidding me so when all of this happened you know exactly two years ago um I was working. I was teaching. I had two teaching jobs, and I also had my own business, which is was called and still exists. It's called Living Swell with Peggy Hall, and mm -hmm. it was all about health and wellness and emotional well-being. And um, I ran health retreats for women, and we did uh, surfing and you know healthy eating. And had health products, so I was already in health and wellness for many, many years, mm -hmm. and I was a teacher. And I actually have a background in political science. I wanted to be an attorney, but I didn't want to go along with all the hogwash of the courts and the judges. I knew all right. that was so corrupt. Mm -hmm. So when all of this happened, what did I do? I do what I do is I started to ask why. Why is this going on? Where is the authority? Mm -hmm. And I started to do the digging. And I saw that in California, well, in every state, but California was the first state to you know shut everything down. Right. And I researched the law which is called the Emergency Services Act. And it's like the governor's not even following the law. There is no pandemic. The hospitals wow. were not overrun. It did not meet the definition of what the news was telling us. I thought it, I thought it was amazing. And I'm on social media telling everybody, look, you guys, there's not really an emergency. There's no authority for it. You can go back to work. You can keep your business open. You don't have to take your kids out of school. Stand up with me. Look, and I found it. I found it. Yeah. And I had people excoriate me. Really? I thought I was going to have people stand up and applaud and say, yay. And I had people say, you're killing people with your words. Um, wow. How could you be so selfish? Uh, what are you doing? You're, I could not believe it. Really? And I'm on Facebook showing all of my research of the numbers and we know masks don't work right. and how you like, you really want to suffocate yourself. And people were attacking me. And my husband said, sweetheart, what are you doing on Facebook? That is like a <laughs> dive bar. Right. You know, nobody wants to hear you, hear what you think on Facebook. They just want to show pictures of their lunch, you know. And he said, you're, you're a teacher. He said, you're a teacher. You should make a video and you should teach people what's going on. He said, YouTube. People go on YouTube to watch videos. They go on YouTube to learn things. Mm -hmm. What are you doing on Facebook? I said, you know what? You're absolutely right. So I made a video, my very first uh, video, and I created the Healthy American channel, and uh -huh. it was called The State of Emergency in California is is Invalid. It's Null. It's it um, has no basis in authority. Mm -hmm. And I gave exactly the law. I went right through the law, and I showed all the numbers, and then the exact opposite reaction. I had thousands of people contacting me saying, "Wow, I knew this was a bunch of baloney. Where did you get the laws? Can you show me how to do the laws? What can I do in my state? I'm in Illinois. I'm in, I'm in um, New York. I'm in Washington. I'm in Oregon. What can I do in my state? Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, I'm going to create a website 
where I'll put the laws that I've researched and I'll show people the law and their rights. And that's what I do. I'm a teacher, so I'll mm-hmm. teach them. Yeah. And it absolutely exploded. That video got nearly 2 million views. Wow. And it, it was put on all of social media, like next door and... There was no Telegram back then, mm-hmm. um, but it was on Twitter and uh, Facebook and everything. And then YouTube took the video down. No way. And so you only had the one video at the time and they took that one? one. I had one video and and they went after me. And then I made a second video. The second video was called um, Local and Vocal. And it was all about how to go after your local boards because mm-hmm. I was going to the board of supervisors and yeah. other people were going to school. I went to the school board meetings, uh, the city council. Of course, you couldn't go in. We could go in person for the county, but not for the city. Right. Mm-hmm. And and then more people started to learn about their laws and their rights. And then the third video I made was called, um, I think it was called Why Masks Don't Got Me Another Strike <laughs> on the channel. Oh, for sure. You're I didn't. <laughs> I know, exactly. And I didn't even know about strikes or anything, but I realized... I could not upload videos. And by that time, my subscriber count went from like 80 to 800 to 8,000 to 80,000. Wow. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I started a private channel called PeggyHall.tv. Uh-huh. That people I'm a could... subscriber. Thank you. So that, was, that came up about a year ago. And that's where all of the videos are. But on, I'm still on YouTube. And I have about 160, I have about double that amount now. But you have to be so careful because YouTube will take down your videos. Right. I've had many videos removed and then you can't upload for a week. And then it takes three months for that strike to go away. Three so, months. Yes. That's and in nice. that three in that three month time, um, you can still upload, but if you get another strike, your channel is taken down. So oh, I just want to comment publicly mm-hmm. because many people say, Peggy, why are you on YouTube? Mm-hmm. And I'm on YouTube because I have 160,000 people yeah. who want to hear from me. Right. Plus, YouTube is a search engine. So if someone types in, do I have to wear a mask? Or how do I get out of the vaccine? Or can my employer require me to get the jab? My video will pop up as a a resource search result mm-hmm. and nothing pops up on Facebook nothing pops up on Instagram mm-hmm. in if you do a search in Google or DuckDuckGo or, or Brave Got or wherever mm-hmm. and the other thing friends is I actually want to be a voice on that public platform where people need to be directed toward the truth so there are right. things that I don't say on YouTube that I can mm-hmm. only say on the private channel or in videos like this mm-hmm. interviews like this I podcasts. love how you talk about the needle all the time <laughs> I talk the about the needle. needle I talk about the hogwash <laughs> the I talk hogwash. about I have all my code words yes. and and even then they they can take down your channel for any reason whatsoever mm-hmm. but but that's the story of the healthy American and in the meantime you know those two teaching jobs I had, you know, kaput basically their they they closed the doors. I didn't even have have a job to fight for. Mm-hmm. And then the um, my other business, which is the health and wellness business, I did I did retreats. I had you know hotels booked yeah. for people to come. We couldn't do that business either. Oh, and I was selling products and so forth. Luckily, mm-hmm. I because of my message. Um, I had sponsors come to me and say, look, we we do health and wellness products. Would you like to yeah. promote what we have? And so it, the reason I give this uh, testimony of what happened is 
my motto is, what I live by is there's always another way and I'm going to find it. There's always another way. It may not be your preferred way. It may mm -hmm. not be a better way. It may be a better way. It may be better than ever expected. And God has blessed me at the Healthy American. I never had any idea that that would be my new phase of business. But basically, three to four streams of income gone mm -hmm. overnight that wow. I relied on. Mm -hmm. And God said, I want you to be the voice of truth. I want you to teach people about their God-given rights and the laws that protect them. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been doing ever since. And amazing. Um, we've had and lots of success with pushing back a lot of the tyranny. Yes, yes. we are so grateful for you. And speaking and, of tyranny. And so you do it with do. a smile on your face, which <laughs> yes. I love too. <laughs> speaking of tyranny. So we both uh, work in corporate America and we followed your program on the employer side and got our exemptions submitted. Yay. And it's, you know, I just can't thank you enough for that material. But we also used a lot of it in our private school. And so, as you know, I engaged with the school. I enrolled in the VIP program. Highly recommended. Best money I've invested throughout the pandemic. It's so worth it. Uh, but what do you think happened with educational institutions? I mean, the traditional institutions. And why do you think our kids are basically taking the... The brunt. the brunt of it in name of safety you know safety <laughs> they went after the the two vulnerable populations kids because they haven't lived long enough to experience um a you know truth and deception and how to discern that many adults don't even know how to do that because they're living in fear and children also are used to relying on authority. Mm -hmm. So when authority tells them to do something rather than, than question, which is what I do, I say, mm -hmm. why? They say, okay, and they go along with it. Well, of course they're going to. They're young. They have to rely on it for their very survival. They may mm -hmm. not have developed the ability of critical thinking. So they've, the bad guys, the evildoers, have gone after the kids. And then they've gone after the vulnerable, the elderly. Mm -hmm. The elderly, because they may be too weak to stand up, they may have some type of mental incapacity, physical incapacity. Uh, they may not have children to stand up and defend them. They may have gotten into the grips of medical, the medical tyranny, as I call it. And it's very difficult to uh, get out of that. And of course, those were the two areas that they really focused on. And mm -hmm. Later in the later months and you know year even as we're a couple of years into this, then they went after uh, people getting medical care, people who wanted to travel. Uh, of course, all of us that wanted to shop and just exist right. in the public realm. And then they went after employees. Mm -hmm. And of course, they they really went after college students, and they still are going after college students. Yeah, that's so They're sad. These just young adults that have the the authority to decide what to do with their body, you know, the age mm -hmm. of 18, they may not have developed the skills to stand up for themselves. Yeah. So I see it as a great blessing in disguise when we bring the conversation to the education mm -hmm. realm. And that's because the educational system in the United States has been broken for a long, long time. Yeah. As an educator myself, I have been in education for my entire career, 
30 plus years. And I've worked mainly at the college and university level teaching teachers how to teach, running teacher training programs. So I know exactly firsthand what is going on in these schools. And I shout it from the rooftops for parents to get your kids out of school. Yeah. Why did I stay in it so long? I was attempting to change the system. Yeah. yeah. I was endeavoring to coach and encourage the teachers to create student-centered learning environments Mm -hmm. rather than this top-down type of uh, rote learning, of memorizing and drilling and and, uh, all of that. I wanted to reimagine and re- um, invigorate the notion of critical thinking, of of civics, of independent thinking, of self-sufficiency, of discovery, of exploration. And everything I did in all of my professional development workshops, everything was based toward the child, the student, mm-hmm. the learner, mm-hmm. taking control of their learning in an independent, self-sufficient way. Right. And the thing is, when you lay on top of California, the curriculum and the control, the issue with the masks and the testing and the vaccines, to me, that's actually secondary Mm -hmm. to the harms that are coming in, not only with the curriculum, but with the regimented system of education where kids are... um, Indoctrinated. (laughs) The classification based on their age rather than their learning ability, Mm -hmm. where they get titles like ADD and Mm -hmm. special needs. And I, I... I object to all of that. Yeah. I object to grades of A, B, C, D. Yeah. I object to exams. I object to homework. Mm-hmm. I celebrate natural learning, lifelong learning, learning by doing, learning through experience, learning through discovery. Back in the day, kids didn't go to school to learn from their parents by working. Right. Yeah. And at least they had something to show for it at the end of the day. Anyhow, I could go on and on, but kids should be out of the public school and the private school. And the private well, school, and, and we that, hear you. Unless it's a community. <laughs> so that's why I want to talk about the community yeah. um, groups. Yeah. That, and that's where we're, because I remember when, when you know, she, she consulted with you and you had said, you know, get, you know, you probably need to get your kids out of the Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Peggy, she, I love that you don't sugarcoat it. You're yeah. like, listen, you had those kids. <laughs> well, but but I'm wondering. Let's, I'm wondering let's at, get them out. Let's get the work done. <laughs> Are, are we at that inflection point where, you know, we can't uh, we, we can't uh, utilize law to really force these people into doing what's right? Or are you more saying, look, it doesn't matter because then in the they're gonna they're gonna push this same stuff that they're doing at a policy level. They're gonna push it from an educational level with mm-hmm. the kids in person. I mean, is that is that kind of where I don't want to put words in your mouth, but. I think it's important to be fighting on both fronts. It's extremely important to stand up for what you believe in. Although I desire to render those public non-servants, the the public uh, lawbreakers, insignificant. You know, I would love if no one ever had to go to a school board meeting again because Mm -hmm. the public school had just disintegrated. Mm -hmm. I know it's probably not an all or nothing. There always will be kids that are in the schools. And so, yes, it's important to stand up, to recreate those, to have a voice. Yeah. There's a certain point at which if you're doing 100% of that and your kids are still languishing. Mm -hmm. So my my advice is that you do um, 50% maybe a fighting against the powers that be and a hundred percent, 110% (laughs) 
of building the society that you want. Yeah. So yes, you know, we all have to stop at the red light. And I know there are people that don't want to pay their car registration. I understand that, but you know, there are things <laughs> that we do as a part of society, right? We pay taxes. Um, we, we stop at the red light. Hopefully we don't litter, you know, we don't right. steal. There are things that we just do to live in a society. I get that. Mm -hmm. However, we, we can create the society in a large part the way that we want to, especially, let's go back to those two groups, especially with education and medicine. I think those are the, well, and commerce and travel. It, it all travel. is available. But when we look at the kids, the parents are natural teachers. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you're the first teacher. You're the best teacher. You know your children. Mm -hmm. You can get to know your children even better when they're not given over to the government right. for six, yes. seven, eight, nine, ten hours. Or the private institutions. <laughs> that, abs absolutely. And for those parents that are grappling with out of work, I've got a couple of kids. I, I know a woman. I mean, she's a, she's a hairstylist mm -hmm. and she is a single mom and she's got to go cut hair. And there are so many things that I could tell her, like cut hair at home, yeah. cut hair on the weekend, yeah. um, do, the, do the freedom learning with your kids in the evenings on the weekend, have a babysitter. There's always another way. Have a learning community. There mm -hmm. are so many. I mean, I, these are popping up all over mm -hmm. at a very reasonable rate. Just in my area, there is a space school. And, you know, it doesn't have to be, but this is an example mm -hmm. of $100 a month for your child. And oh, if you don't have that, I'm nothing. sure that they that they have um, scholarships because mm -hmm. they want these kids out of the public school as well. Now, it is sort of, you know, a school, and I'm sure they have the bell rings and they have periods for math, science, and so forth. Mm -hmm. But at least it's a step in the right direction. Right. And you might be able to meet other parents that also want to get their kids out of this environment. And together you can experiment with, hey, why don't we do a learning group on the weekend? Maybe we, you know, I'll take the kids on Monday, you take them on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. School does not have to be Monday through Friday, you know, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. That's, that's a, a misnomer as well. So let's recreate the way we want the schools. And it should, and I don't want to call it a school, right. learning. And it should be a reflection in each community, in each family, how they want it. Yeah. And then let's recreate medical care. Instead of people being on, you know, social, uh, whatever it is, um, Medicare and all of that, mm -hmm. which is a government program, and these doctors that are, uh, there's got to be another way. There's got to be a better be way. I want to see the house calls. Remember how, I mean, that was yeah. before my time, but house calls where the doctor would come to your house mm -hmm. if you didn't feel well, mm -hmm. or maybe there's a clinic where you go and you just pay what you can and the government out of it. We have an opportunity now mm -hmm. to create new ways of freedom living. Yeah. People are, I, I do think the airlines are going to be dropping their, uh, illegal requirements soon, but I know people that started their own driving service right. because mm -hmm. Uber made them wear a mask and they're like, I'm not going to do it. Yeah. So they printed up cards. They, they put stuff on the community groups, like on Facebook and, um, you know, Craigslist and just awesome. We're, we're, we're getting like, our pilot's licenses. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let's do it. Let's I'm do it. Brazil, so I got to go, you know, I got to go see my family. I love it. It will happen. It, it will, will happen. happen. But I wanted to ask you about the freedom program that you have you have a course on your website so tell us what is the freedom learning program it's exactly that it is freedom there are no um 
you know, hard and fast rules, the it's a methodology that uses everyday living as an opportunity for learning. Think about, even think about yourself when you were a kid mm -hmm. and what you loved to do. I could get lost reading a book. I didn't even know what time it was. I could be out playing with my, um, you know, brother and sisters, and we're building things. Right. In the back. We were like architects. Yeah. And had my my own parents been aware of the opportunities, it would be so such a simple little nudge mm -hmm. to say, "Hey, why don't you draw that in a book? Why don't you measure it?" You know, it could have been an entire. Um, geometry lesson, architectural lesson, even if they didn't know it. We would, the kids would have been the ones right. learning it. Yeah. We would, even without the internet, back when I was a kid, we didn't have the, we didn't <laughs> yes. have the internet. But we had books, we had libraries. And there could have been an entire, who knows, a month, a, a week, a year, however long it gripped our attention. We could have actually become architects and builders and planners and interior yeah. designers. And, you know, at the age of eight. Right. So everything we do in our life is an opportunity to expand upon. And once you have the, the lenses to look through to say, huh, this could really, this right here, like folding the laundry, look, we could talk about fabric, we could talk about um, design, we could talk about creating your own fashion, mm -hmm. yeah. we could um, talk about where the fabric comes from, we could talk about color. Mm -hmm. Every single thing you do in everyday life. How about create a new brand of toothpaste? What would you put on it? What would be the name of it? Um, why do toothbrushes look that way? Can you create a different one? Kids are natural geniuses. And some children will naturally be drawn to design and building and fixing. And others will be drawn to music and art and dancing. Let them shine in their yeah. genius. Somebody who is going to be a gardener doesn't need to know so much about, I don't know, world history right, or something. Right, right. They'll learn it anyway. It is available. I want to share a story okay. of a... Uh, I get the homesteading magazine, Self-Reliance and all of that. Mm -hmm. And in the magazine was a story of uh, a woman said that when she was a young girl, she would sneak into her mom's vegetable garden and plant different herbs. And she just was fascinated with herbs. And luckily, her mom allowed that to be encouraged. She didn't say, oh, what did you do? You, you took my little garden yeah, pot. Yeah, leave it alone. Right. That's what I would have done. That, <laughs> exactly. And, and that, that young girl, she grew up to become the author of several books on herbs. She is a noted specialist and expert in how to create you know, beauty products using the different herbs and what oh, you can amazing. use them for. Because that was her desire. That's what she was... Um, gripped by and imagine if the parent said, well, you have to sit down and memorize your times tables. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's you know, all I did. Don't mess the herb garden up. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. So once you're aware of it and you be, and you know why Fabiola society has told us that our kids are going to fall behind. Yeah. Society has told us that they need to learn this and this and this and be in third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, and they need to get an A in biology mm -hmm. and mathematics and science. As long as your kids are reading 
and discovering and learning, it is all going to come. I just spoke to a healthy American. I want her to come on my uh, Freedom Learning show, which, by the way, we're going to start up in April. We're oh, going nice. to be doing, I would love to you know, share what you're doing. Yeah. We're going yeah. to be having guest speakers every week just talk about what they do with their kids mm -hmm. because okay. that's why it's called Freedom Learning. Yeah. You're, you're, I, I do have book recommendations and I have activities and all of that, right. but that's not the point. Freedom Learning is an outlook. It's yeah. a way of saying, I don't have to do what everyone else is doing. Mm -hmm. I don't have to fill in the worksheets and give my child a grade and make sure that they're not falling behind in geometry. So I asked my girlfriend the other day, I said, Marissa, what, what are you doing with your kids now? I mean, what, what is it you're actually doing? She said, Peggy, you're not going to believe this, but we read the Bible. Right, I said, right. what? You know, what about math? And she said... It's crazy. She said, my kids get everything that they, she said, they just are learning it. They are taking something and then they'll run with it. They'll investigate it. They'll research it. This is what the kids are learning. They're learning how to learn. Mm -hmm. yeah. they're, and they're not even learning how to learn. They're experiencing how to learn. They're natural learners. Yeah. And it is the most thrilling thing when we see families thrive. And I'll tell you what, it's not just that learn better they are living better and families are are living better because the emotional upsets and the friction between parents and kids resolves because you're together all the time mm -hmm. yeah. often these emotional issues happen because the kids are gone all day right they're under the authority of someone else teaching them something that may not be your values mm -hmm. and then there's a disconnect like who do you think you are and you me what to do plus there's an emotional and physical separation and i know that there are parents that are like i can't imagine being with my kids 24 hours a day you don't have to be they can be off at sports just because they're not in school doesn't mean you can't put them in a sports yeah there's club, programs yeah other yeah, programs true. there's all sorts of science programs and um, outdoor learning mm -hmm. and even if you don't have the funds there are things available you can create them yeah. so i'm yeah. super thrilled about all of it that's amazing so what would you say then to that pa that the, those parents that working in corporate america they're nine to five their kids go to school they wear a mask they don't they don't mind the mask or you know it's fine it's no big deal and and i need them to get a diploma i mean how are my kids gonna get their diploma if they are you know unschooling or they're not part freedom of the, learning the, the, all they're not the part time. of the uh, the regimen yeah well in the united states you have the ged program so it's the a test that you can take that says you have the same exact um accomplishment or knowledge or learning that someone who got their diploma and there you can get a diploma from your own school so you can give a diploma from your family to your child okay oh, nice. I, can yes. do that. I did not I mean, know that. absolutely and and i would although i said i'm not a fan of you know labels and separation i'm a huge fan of celebration mm -hmm. i'm a huge fan of accomplishment i'm a huge fan of giving your kids the the certificates and the the accolades because that's a natural normal part of life i'm not a fan of doing it artificially mm -hmm. and the kids should say you know what it's good for me to acknowledge my accomplishments that's the other thing our society will say kind of put that down a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. like, who do you think you are? Yeah. Well, I think it's awesome. Kids and, and adults need to say, 
you know, this is who I am. This is what I'm doing. This is what I've done. This is what I want to do. And it's okay. And everybody has their own path, their own direction, their own desires, their own talents. And when you are immersed in freedom learning, Uh as you know, those natural gifts and talents start to emerge. When you're in a school room Mm -hmm. and with all the other kids, there's peer pressure, Mm -hmm. meaning you may want to be I don't know, uh, an engineer or maybe a singer or maybe a plumber, maybe a, an architect. And somehow you may not feel confident to claim your desires because of a friend or a teacher. You don't want to disappoint someone. Think of all the other peer pressure, right. having mm-hmm. to get the same grade as someone else. Yeah. Maybe you've got a, a peer in school that's really good at math and you're really good at language and you're like, oh, I'm really bad at math. Not to mention all the other peer pressure of what you wear, of what you look like, Mm -hmm. of of having to have everything up, you know, up to the minute fashion. Um, All of the other things that go on on in schools, including private schools, Mm -hmm. drugs and sex and pornography Mm -hmm. and smoking and all of these cheating and lying and all of these things exist in private schools as well. Right. I know that from those that have attended them. And so it's not just either or. It's the fact that they are not they are not with their parents and they're young. I would never give my children away mm-hmm. to um A I don't stranger. even give my yeah. pet I don't even give my dog and cats to the pet <laughs> center, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um friends, I I do realize I ha- I wasn't sure how long our our interview is yeah. going I would love to do a part two with you. I would love to have you. I, I would love to air this on my channel as well. That would yeah, be awesome. I would love to have you come on. Yeah. Speaking about freedom learning, what you're doing with your family, what you're doing with your life, breaking free out of the chains. Yes. Of, we are um, definitely we have, breaking we have free. Big, big plans. <laughs> big I am plans. so excited. I, yes. I am so excited. I would love to continue the conversation. I literally have another interview coming right up. No, you're good. But, we really um, appreciate you taking the time with us. And, is there anything you want to leave with people from a plug as far as where to find you? Oh, it, please go. The best place is to go to the website, the, type in T-H-E, healthyamerican.org. Okay. So the healthyamerican, singular, dot org. And then everything is there. I'm on YouTube twice a day, morning and evening, uh, with live stream shows. It's a lot of fun. A lot of personal appearances. Very active on Facebook and Instagram. Um, those are mainly the places where I hang out, mm-hmm. and of course, all these podcasts, which I just love. Yes, and I look forward to seeing you soon, notes. friends. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank, Thank you, you so much Peggy. for being with us. It was a pleasure. I, I look forward to part two with you. Yes, <laughs> sounds awesome. Take care. Bye. Take uh-huh. care. Bye. Bye. Wow. Okay. I mean, I tell you that that lady, she, I don't she know. She just shines. She does. I mean, she. I, I wasn't even smiling before we started, and and I'm like, I can't stop smiling now. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are ways to create something new and something that's inspiring. Something that I was thinking about what she was saying on. You know, you're doing something, you're building things, you're learning as you're you're just living your life. And you will have something to show for. Where going to traditional school, I'm remembering my times in traditional school, is all you have to show for is your grades. And if your grades suck, you have nothing to show for. Well, 
but you know, like you said, it's the programming. Yeah. And the, you you think you graduate high school or you graduate college, and you think, oh, okay, I leave that in the past. I go on. But you you have this this uh, structure. Mm-hmm. That is boxing in your your ability to think about how yeah. you take in information, mm-hmm. and I think if there's anything, because if we, even if we look at it objectively, you know, we in in our uh, older years here, we we've learned so many new ways to to learn things, mm-hmm. you know. Yet yeah. yet we look at our experience when we're a child, and we're in a lot of ways maybe trying to push our children into the same box even though we know all these but but, i mean we even knew we even know new ways to learn now but we're not really uh introducing those to them Mm -hmm. in many ways we're like here no you just learn these ways and then hopefully you'll have an awakening of your own yes (laughs) you know it's just uh, it's it's really kind of counterproductive it is i mean you know it might it took us a long time to to get going with doing what inspires us. Yeah. And for them, we hope that it's not going to take us long. <laughs> well, and, and something she said early on, which really struck home is like, you know, she had all these doors close on her, but at the same time, she had all these other doors open. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where when you're worried about, like with your kids schooling, you know, I know we're making decisions about, you know, re-enrolling and whatnot and stuff. And, and, uh, what what are we going to do? I mean, you 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 don't have to have it all figured out. You mm-hmm. just know just know that go with your gut, and then know that the right doors will open up. Mm-hmm. You just have to stay you know stay positive like Peggy. That's for yeah. sure. But you'll be able to see those opportunities when they come about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. And we might be creating something here soon. You know, we're getting inspiration. Yeah, yeah, of yeah. Something. TBD, TBD, TBD. But we have we have uh, creating something for. You know, our oldest might be going to high school soon, and we're looking at options for what is he going to do? Is he going to do something that actually um, is inspiring to him? Yeah, where he goes to school does not offer a high school program. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he ha- we have to do something different. Yeah. And so... And uh, then for the little one, you know, she's got her whole... Yeah, she's just about to go into school, yeah. right? So we're getting ready to go through the whole motion again. Mm-hmm. You know, hard to believe that we're... I mean, we're not through because we still have uh, high school years and then we still have uh, one right kind of in the middle. In between. But, but uh, you know, there's, there's a lot of work to be done. A lot of work to be done. And, you know, standing up for your kids. If you wouldn't want for yourself to be working with your face covered eight hours a day, why would you think that that would be fun for your kid? For your kid, yeah. <laughs> you know? or all the requirements that they have these days. Now we're talking about the jab being a requirement. I mean, California is moving full force. I'm sure New York is doing the same thing. Um, It's stressful that you have to go make these decisions out of fear, basically, that you won't be able to participate in this system that is basically broken. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not a good situation at all. So, I mean, I think... Again, if we've learned anything, it's get out of your comfort zone, 
mm-hmm. and try something new. And again, if and it empower does- yourself, empower yourself to go. If you, if your employer is pressuring you to do something that you really feel like it's not their place to decide for you or something that you don't want to do. I was just talking to a friend of mine the other day. He said, yeah, I went and I got my jab. You know, they were really pressuring me at work. They uh, would only take a religious exemption if it was signed by the the uh, rabbi or the the church authority and they wanted bible verses and all this i said all this information is available for you but first you need to figure out okay what do you want for yourself what do you want for your body how much are you worth mm-hmm. you know because yeah you let's say you do lose your job i mean why would you want to work for someone that doesn't respect your beliefs, your rights, and your body, the way that you take care of yourself. Yeah, you you, right? you you wouldn't. Yeah, I mean, we've all come to that crossroads, and it's extremely stressful. And I think that a lot of times we think that it doesn't go our way, a lot mm-hmm. of it, and then maybe we lose a job or something yeah. of that nature. But I mean, I can tell you that it's probably happened to me two or three times in my life, and I've always come out on top. In fact, I couldn't envision it any other way, mm-hmm. you know, but you can't see that in the moment. You know, what do they say? The, the answer is in the future, the you know, in the future. Uh, so you just have to be willing to kind of put your faith in that. And then obviously you have to stay positive and you have to be looking for those openings. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you're just going to feel sorry for yourself and, uh, you know, sob in your, uh, uh, Captain Crunch, <laughs> then, then, you know, you're, you're probably going to miss those windows when they come by, mm-hmm. you know, or maybe because, you know, I, I think some people just think, oh, it's not that big of a deal, you know, I've got Oh, you mean other, you mean doing these things or Or getting your getting your shot or whatever. Oh, it's you know, I can do it. I'm strong, I can do it. But you forget that there's so many so many ways to think through this, so many tools out there. I mean Peggy's website being one of them. Great resource. Um, she works with people uh, with the employers, that's actually the focus of her B- VIP program, working with the employers, um, with the employees of the abusive employers. <laughs> you know, they're following the the mandates. They're not even laws. And these people are having amazing success. They're just standing their ground. And, and there's enough of us that stand our ground and say, no, we're not going to do that. I mean, there's more of us than there are of them. So we can do this. We can do it. I'm excited. I'm excited too. So should we wrap it up? All right. Well, that's it. We hope you all enjoyed our little discussion with uh, Peggy We're going to have Hall. a part two. Yeah. Well, she said we were. Yes. So I'm not going to. I'm not going to not do, do what she wants. Let me yes. tell you. Yes. We can uh, talk about the employers next. Exactly. So you forgot to tell people our. Oh yeah. Telegram go to the Telegram group, group uh, Collective Resistance Podcast. And Peggy, what do you want to tell people? I want to tell people that are going to be posting this interview on Rumble as well. If you want to see us. And stay healthy, stay safe, stay curious.